Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike, a.k.a. Mike D. And today I want to give you just a bunch of movie recommendations for every type of movie lover. I'll get into why I came up with the idea on this week's episode. Also give you a review of the new Michael Bay movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal called Ambulance, which is in theaters now. And in the trailer park, we'll talk about a movie coming out this week called Father Stew with Mark Wahlberg. There are so many great movies out right now. It's starting to be really fun to do this podcast where there's so much to talk about. So shout out to the entire Monday movie crew. Thanks for being here and listening every single week. And now let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. So I would say the number one question I get every time I see an old friend, a co-worker, even sometimes you meet a listener out, what people always ask me because I do this podcast, because I talk so much about movies online is what movie should I watch? What movie do you recommend? And it's a hard question to answer because you have to consider many things. Different people like different kinds of movies. And I wish there was just one movie I could recommend to every person alive and it'd be good no matter what you like. But that's not really the case when it comes to movies. So I wanted to do an episode that you could come back to later, maybe share with a friend who maybe ask you that question of what movie should I watch? Well, here are some recommendations for every type of movie lover and what I feel like are movies that anybody could watch that are into these genres and enjoy. These are all A-plus movies. I think they go beyond what age you are, what level of movie fan you are, that you can just sit down and watch by yourself with a friend or with family And afterward, you think that was a good movie. So (laughs) these are just my go-to recommendations when people ask me that question. 
So we'll dive into some different genres here. And I want to start with a genre that I don't get to talk about very often, and it is war movies. And my go-to war movie recommendation is Fury from 2014. I think the thing that stands out most about this movie is the cast with Brad Pitt, Michael Pena, John Berthnall, Scott Eastwood. There are so many great actors in this movie. And when I watch a war movie, I want something that's very realistic. And I also just love learning about World War II and any movie that depicts what's going on in the world during that time is just really captivating to me, mainly because not that long ago, this movie takes place in April 1945. And what I love about Fury is it's a very gritty, realistic movie. And I think that's what I look for when I sit down to watch a war movie. So if you're a fan of movies like Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Full Metal Jacket, I think Fury is right up there as well. But what I was saying is I think the cast in this just really makes this movie what it is because Brad Pitt as the leader here with this cool haircut and cool accent and everybody's war names in this movie. And I think that's why I like Fury so much. I was rewatching it before I did this episode. And every character here from Brad Pitt to Shia LaBeouf, you really get to know and it kind of takes it a step further when watching a war movie. And really helps you connect and depict what was going on during that time in that war in particular. And I just love the story here. It's about this five-man crew who undertakes a really deadly mission. And it all kind of comes to the climax of the movie when they're outnumbered and basically have to fight against these Nazis knowing that they're probably not going to come out alive. So if you're looking to sit down and watch a war movie that maybe you haven't seen, I would go with Fury from 2014. Next up, I want to talk about my go-to drama recommendation, and it's also from 2014. And I really love dramas and movies that focus on a subject and makes that subject seem like it's the biggest thing in the entire world, but it's always something that I would have no interest in really knowing more about. But through their storytelling and through the focus on this one subject, it makes it so captivating. And the movie I want to talk about here is Whiplash. Also just some really great actors in this movie, but hands down, the best performance goes to J.K. Simmons, his portrayal as Terrence Fletcher in this, as he is pushing Miles Teller's character to be this incredible drummer. I just love the tension between these two characters, especially during the iconic, not quite my tempo scene. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Five, six, and... Dragging. I'm upset. Say it so the whole band can hear you. I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset! Louder! I'm upset! So J.K. Simmons, as this instructor trying to push him to the best of his ability to be the greatest drummer he can be, and as you hear in that clip, just basically shattering his mental state because nothing he does is good enough. So I love how this movie took the subject of drumming in a jazz ensemble to be the biggest thing in the entire world. Like it was a life or death situation that was going on here. And I just put myself, if I was just going to watch a performance from this jazz ensemble and had no idea what was going on, I just should be like, oh, that was a great performance. Not knowing how hard that drummer was pushed to make those quarter notes and all those things that he's yelling at him for. So there are other movies that do this. And if you're a fan of movies like Moneyball, Black Swan, Ford v. Ferrari, 
where it's super hyper-focused on a sport, a hobby, or just some kind of craft and done in this dramatic way. And through the eyes of a drama like this, it just makes for a really good movie. So my go-to drama recommendation, if you haven't seen it, is Whiplash. Next up, let me talk about my go-to comedy recommendation. And again, by looking at this list, and if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, I always like to focus on movies happening now. I'm a big fan of keeping filmmaking and the, you know, enjoyment of modern cinema alive. So I always like to recommend things within the last 10 years. And when it comes to comedies, I feel like comedies haven't been there in the last 10 years. I think the genre of comedy is kind of dead, to be honest. I can't remember the last time I watched a movie and outright laughed out loud like I did when I was a teenager, like I did when I was a kid. What I think is the thing now is dramedies. So it's a mix of drama with comedy. So it's not outwardly trying to be this thing that you're going to watch and be like, man, that was the funniest movie I've ever seen. I don't think that exists anymore. I just think comedy has evolved out of what the scope of a movie can be. So it's really hard to do that now. As we saw with Judd Apatow's last movie on Netflix, you can just fail so bad at comedies right now. Because it's hard to make something funny these days. And what I think is now the kind of go-to movie I look for is that mix of a dramedy. So it's not so much relying on keeping the funny moments coming again and again and again. It builds a story through a character, feels a little bit more relatable, but has some comedic relief throughout it that's a little bit more relatable, a little bit more that things that we would find, you know, in everyday life. And... Maybe it's a little bit of a safety net of not branding itself as a funny laugh-out-loud comedy to where I enjoy that a little bit more. So what I would recommend in the dramedy category is a movie from 2017 called Ingrid Goes West starring Aubrey Plaza. And I really love a lot of Aubrey Plaza movies. And this movie is about her character is dealing with the death of her mother. She has all these kind of setbacks in her life. And she's trying to kind of escape all the sad things in her life through social media. And she becomes obsessed with this other person on Instagram. She's like this LA-based influencer named Taylor. And she finds a way to become friends with her and does all this kind of scam artist manipulation through social media. So I feel like it's also a little bit relevant to what's going on now and what we're all kind of obsessed with when it comes to television shows and documentaries. We love things right now about people getting scammed, people falling for things that you think, oh, well, how could somebody fall for that? People manipulating and not saying who they actually are and doing really shady things online and just in life in general. So I feel like if this movie came out now, it would have a bigger impact and people would be talking about it more. But it came out back in 2017, maybe wasn't the biggest thing at the moment. But it has that good mix of comedy and drama and in that scam artist space. So if you've watched recent movies like Promising Young Woman, I Care A Lot, or even back a little further, The Bling Ring, and you were fans of those movies, I think you would like Ingrid Goes West. Next up, we'll kind of stay in the same space. And I want to talk about my go-to rom-com recommendation. And it's kind of changed a little bit over the years. 
But I have to say, the most recent rom-com I watched and really loved was from this year. It's called I Want You Back, starring Charlie Day and Jenny Slate, came out on Amazon. And kind of like just straight-up comedy, I too thought the romantic comedy was a little bit dead too. And it just got very cheesy, which I know that's what rom-coms are supposed to be. But I love the feeling of a late 90s, early 2000s rom-com. I think that's where this genre really thrived. And when I watched I Want You Back, I had those same kind of feelings that I got from those types of movies during that era. Because the line you have to walk between a rom-com is what the genre says. It has to have an element of romance where you believe in the character's love story. And it's also funny, which is hard to do because I feel like so often it just kind of falls into the cheesy comedy and the love story never really develops in the most recent rom-coms I've seen, with a few exceptions that I'll get into that this movie is similar like. But this movie did it so well, and it was also a little novel. The story is about these two total strangers dealing with this breakup around the same time. And together, they meet and decide they're going to use each other to get their exes back, try and date them. And, you know, basically, we're talking about scams earlier, scam away into ending up back with a person they thought they were supposed to be with. But I actually believed in the love story here, and it had me invested in a way I wasn't going to expect it to. And not only that, it does have some good comedic moments. I wouldn't say fall out of your chair moments uh, by any means, but I think it was really there and it was just very charming. I also love Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and I loved Jenny Slate back when she was on SNL, even though she did drop an F word. I think that was like the pinnacle of her SNL career, but she does some really great stand-up comedy. Has also been in some good movies too. Obvious Child was probably my favorite movie of hers, but This one is really up there, so I do like to recommend this one because I feel like more people should have seen this movie on Amazon. And the movies I would say it's similar to, and the movies I would compare it to recently that have been some of my favorite rom-coms were Crazy Rich Asians and Always Be My Maybe. So I think those three movies have been my three favorite rom-coms in the last 10 years. But if you're a fan of the rom-coms of the 90s and 2000s, I think this I Want You Back movie is as close as you can get to that. A few more genres I want to talk about, and musicals are probably way down there on the list of movies I set out to watch. I just don't really like the idea and concept of people bursting into song randomly and the song having to develop the plot. Because if I'm watching a movie... And the singing just takes me out of it. It takes me out of following along with the story. And I don't really consider a song to be like a plot point. It just feels like music to me set in the middle of a movie. So when there's a lot of singing, I feel like there's very little story in musicals. So that's why I just choose not to watch them. But every now and then a really big one comes out. And I think why they stand out so much is because they are able to tell the story And the music kind of takes it a step further. It's not the main thing. It's not carrying the entire movie. It heightens everything else about the movie. And the movie I watched most recently and wasn't expecting to like as much as I did was Tick, Tick, Boom. And now that is kind of my go-to musical recommendation if you haven't seen that one. 
because Andrew Garfield is so good in it. And it's more a story about struggling, turning 30 years old, having that kind of time in your life where do you go on and do something that you're super passionate about, but aren't having much success in, even though you know it's what you're supposed to be doing or go and be like what all your other friends are doing now and settling down into careers to kind of move on from that phase of their life. And that's what I took away from this movie. And the music and the songs just kind of heightened that. I did find the songs catchy. And even though I'm not into musical theater at all, I found it really refreshing. So this is now my go-to musical recommendation before that. It was La La Land. But I think at this point, if you haven't seen La La Land, you're never going to watch La La Land because that type of movie probably doesn't appeal to you. But if you are a fan of La La Land, haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom, or maybe you're a fan of A Star is Born or The Greatest Showman, I think all of these movies kind of fall into movies that people call musicals, fall under that genre But there's more substance there to grab onto if that's not your thing. Next up, I want to talk about action movies. And whenever I recommend an action movie that I think most people will like, I always have to think about my dad. Because my dad and I have probably bonded very little over movies because unlike anybody else I've ever met, he doesn't watch any movies. He doesn't watch any TV shows. He goes to work, comes home, he eats, and he goes to sleep. But every now and then, he'll be sitting on the couch on like a Saturday afternoon and we'll throw on a movie to try to get his attention. It always just has to be an action movie because my dad can understand there's a bad guy, there's a good guy, bad guy wants to shoot good guy, good guy has to fight back. Like my dad can grasp that concept. Um, If you're not familiar with my family, my parents moved here from Mexico. They speak primarily Spanish, but no English. So when they're watching a movie... You know, some of the language barrier is there and they won't understand all the dialogue. So I think with an action movie, it's very deliberate with what's going on. You don't really have to follow along the plot line to understand it. So our go-to genre is the action movies or like old uh, Three Stooges skits from back in the day. And the movie I want to show him now is a movie that came out last year with Bob Odenkirk called Nobody. I love Bob Odenkirk. You probably know him best as Saul and Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. He did some really great work as a comedy writer in SNL back in the day, wrote one of my favorite Chris Farley sketches ever. And it's kind of cool seeing him having so much success with Better Call Saul and now being a movie star, which he, I mean, he's been in movies his entire career as well. But it's cool seeing him as a leading man and in a movie like Nobody where I kind of feel like it's the movie adaptation of Breaking Bad that it should have got. Like, I didn't like El Camino on Netflix, but I kind of had that same feeling watching Nobody of it exists in that world. I don't know, just because it's Bob Odenkirk that I had that feeling, but he plays a character named Hutch who had this kind of dark past of doing these things that you kind of learn throughout the movie, but he has this very kind of special set of skills, maybe a little derivative of like Taken, And he's trying to defend himself after two thieves broke into his house and, you know, threatened his family. So he kind of goes back into reverting into that lifestyle. And there's a lot of fist fights. There's a lot of gunfire, you know, squealing tires, like all those things that make up a great action movie are in this movie. And it just has kind of a good fresh feel to it because it is Bob Bodenkirk. It's like an older guy 
but still being able to crush anybody who comes at him. I just kind of love that aspect of it. So if you're a fan of movies like the John Wick movies, it's not as violent as a John Wick movie, but kind of up there to, you know, Jason Bourne, the Die Hard movies, or even if you just love Breaking Bad, I think you will really like Nobody. And I tell anybody looking for a great action movie, you got to check this one out before you go watch anyone. But I kind of feel like this is my go to like guy movie recommendation because I know it'll pass my dad's test of like, man, that's a good movie just by seeing all the flying action in it. I decided to throw in a bonus one here, and it's a movie I haven't been able to talk about on the podcast. I haven't really found a place for it yet, but it's a movie called The Worst Person in the World, and it is now my go-to foreign film recommendation. It's in Norwegian, and I remember seeing the trailer kind of pop up here and there, and the first thing that stuck out to me about this movie is the title. That's such a great movie title, The Worst Person in the World, and no, it's not a movie about me. It's a movie about this young woman And it kind of follows her life of indecisiveness and not being able to fully commit to a relationship. And what I loved about the worst person in the world is even though I don't speak Norwegian, it didn't really matter while I was watching this movie. And my favorite aspect of it is that you don't entirely root for her throughout the entire movie. It shows the good parts of her, but it also really shows the bad parts of her. And she's almost not a hero in her own movie because she's doing some things that as the viewer, you're like, man, you're kind of a bad person for doing that. And it just kind of shows a realistic depiction of somebody's struggle trying to find love, trying to find their worth in life. And it's a very realistic but entertaining approach. There's some great visuals in this movie, even just from watching the trailer. There's a scene where she's like running through and time is frozen There's some other kind of funny elements and somewhat bizarre moments throughout the movie as well. But overall, it's just a very realistic and depiction of life that I really haven't seen before. And maybe that's because it is a Norwegian film. But I have been trying to get into a little bit more of foreign films, kind of expanding just beyond my American brain of wanting to watch the big Hollywood movies just to see how different people tell stories. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with my dad of, you know, even though he doesn't fully understand all of the English dialogue, he still gets when there's good storytelling there or when there's just great action there. And I think that's the same thing when watching a foreign film, me being American and watching a Norwegian film. If the writing is there, if the acting is there, and it's all done at a really high level, It doesn't really matter what language it's in. So if you're a fan of movies like Parasite or also came out in the past year, Parallel Mothers, which I really enjoyed back in the day, Ito Mama Tambien was one of my favorite foreign films. Like me, you're just looking for maybe something in a different language that just has a really great story. I would say check out The Worst Person in the World. And last up, I wanted to talk about Thriller. I think that's kind of at least in my top three genres, because when a thriller is done really well, it does what I look for in a movie-going experience. I want to feel like I'm on a roller coaster. I want to feel like I'm taking on an emotional ride that gets my heart rate going, but also like plays into what's going on in my brain of analyzing all these scenes and dialogue and characters. I just feel like thriller really gives you the most bang for your buck. Because it has the elements of drama, it has the elements of action, and it's not like a superhero movie that has any kind of fantasy 
aspect to it. It's just very set in real life. And I think that's why when done well, I just love a good thriller. And the one I recommend the most is also from 2014, and it is starring Jake Gyllenhaal called Nightcrawler. I feel like one of his best performances he's ever given, but received zero Oscar nominations for this role. And the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal has only received one Oscar nomination out of his entire acting career, I believe is a travesty. So what this movie is about, it's this guy played by Jake Gyllenhaal, living in Los Angeles. And he's trying to get by on this newly stumbled upon career as a cameraman. And he is trying to get footage that he is selling to news stations. So he gets a police scanner, starts listening for violent crimes, goes there with this camera and gets the most upfront and brutal footage that he can because that's what pays the most. If it bleeds, it leads, they tell him in the movie. So he gets obsessed with this idea of going there, being the first there, getting the closest shot, getting the most gruesome shot because because that's what's driving the news ratings. And if he can get that exclusive shot, he can make more money for it. But what happens is it gets very dark and he starts to descend into this madness of being so obsessed with it that he doesn't really have any more values and the news organization he's working with Almost doesn't really care how he gets the shot, so you can imagine where it goes from there. All he cares about is getting that shot. Jake Gyllenhaal really dives into a really dark place to do this character. And if I think he's like one of my dream interviews to have. And I know he's been doing press for his new movie that I will be reviewing here in a bit. And I would just like to ask him, he plays like a demented character so well. Where does he go with in his brain? He seems like a pretty chill, down-to-earth dude when he's not on camera, but seeing him in a role like this in several of his movie roles where he's just overwhelmed with emotion and looks downright scary, I just wonder, like, how do you get to that place as an actor? But if you liked movies like Drive or Taxi Driver back in the day, movies like No Country for Old Men, Hell or High Water, noir-style movies... I think you'd really like Nightcrawler if you haven't seen it. So that is my go-to thriller recommendation. And that will take us into this week's movie review. Going to talk about Ambulance starring Jake Gyllenhaal after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I want to get into this movie review now. Let's talk about Ambulance. It's in theaters now, directed by Michael Bay, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. 
a big, fun action ride, lots of explosions. If you're into that, I think this could be the movie for you. Before I get into my full review of it, here's just a little bit of the ambulance trailer. I got a cop shot. Gotta get him to the hospital. We're doing hostages now. No! I came to you for a loan. You're my brother. Have I ever gotten you anything that I couldn't get you out of? Lock everything down. We're just trying to get home. We don't get to walk off into the sunset. I have a plan. So what this movie is about, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya are brothers, and Yahya's character is a veteran, he is a war hero, but now he is needing money to pay for this medical procedure that his wife needs, and he's really having no kind of luck, so he goes to his brother Jake Gyllenhaal, who is a very sophisticated bank robber, and then Jake Gyllenhaal gets him involved in this bank heist, and part that goes wrong is a cop gets shot. An ambulance tries to go and rescue the cop, and then they hijack that ambulance to escape from the bank, and the entire movie is just this big police chase involving them trying to get away. So that's basically the plot of the movie. There are a lot of other twists and turns, and I honestly think this is one of Michael Bay's best movies in a very long time. He kind of went back to his roots, and you can hate on Michael Bay. I feel like some people do because... Everybody says he just uses explosions. If you think about his movies that have made his name known, primarily the Transformers franchise, but also Bad Boys, Armageddon, a movie I really like from him is called Pain and Gain. And yes, he throws in a lot of special effects, but Michael Bay knows how to make an entertaining movie on the big screen. And this movie does exactly that. So what really sticks out, with this one is he's gotten a little bit away from he used a lot of what is called lens flare in Transformers, which was this very like stylistic thing. He kind of made it so popular because of those movies and probably used it a little bit too much that it's a little visually jarring. And I think he's evolved a little bit from that. There is some of that in this movie. But the new kind of thing he is focused on is these crazy aerial drone shots that he uses a lot. If you go watch the trailer... It's straight up like going up a building, does a spin, and then focuses on another part. It's very visually stimulating. You watch this movie, and it has a style to it. And that's what I loved about it. I, I felt his voice in just that direction, in just the look of the movie. So even if you took the same movie with the same script, the same actors, without that style, I don't think it would have been as entertaining. So... I got to give it to him. He really knows how to make something that's fun to watch in theaters. And those shots, for me, made it a lot more enjoyable. If you get a little bit motion sick while watching something like that, if you just see the trailer and that's like, oh, I can't handle that the entire movie, maybe uses it a little bit too much. But it's just so cool that I think he kind of had to. And then the pacing throughout the movie is pretty good because it does kind of remind me of Speed. And you think, how long could you watch a chase scene and still be entertained by it? It maybe went on just a little bit too long in the third act. But there was just so much gunfire, car crashes. He got really into like cars running into things on the sidewalk and you know exploding and going everywhere. So those kinds of things are very fun in this movie. Now, when you talk about the actors here... I thought it was a really fun role for Jake Gyllenhaal and I was even watching him on SNL over the weekend and in his monologue he kind of addressed that he even talked about the movie Nightcrawler which I was talking about earlier I recorded that segment of the podcast before I watched SNL so it was kind of cool to hear him mention that movie 
because I am a big fan of that. I think he knows that. But I'll play you this clip from his SNL monologue, which kind of explains, I think it was a little bit more in reference to him in his choice to host SNL. But I also feel like he's also kind of talking about why he did a movie like this. You know, it's funny. I got this reputation for being this serious, intense method actor. But honestly, I wasn't even that good at method acting. I was only doing that method stuff because I thought that's what you had to do to be a serious actor. And I kind of forgot how to have fun. That's when I realized something I should have realized a long time ago. Acting is a really stupid job. It's pretend, and it's, it's fun, and it should be filled with joy. Well, I'm, I'm finally embracing that joy again, and that's why I'm back standing on this stage. And I felt like he was really embracing that in this movie. And you think someone at his level of acting maybe wouldn't do a movie like this. But it was fun to see, and he really kind of dives a little bit into that darker side that he does have, not as much. A little bit of his character in Spider-Man Mysterio, I felt like came out a little bit in this role, but it just felt like him wanting to do a big, fun, entertaining movie and didn't take himself entirely seriously. There were even some lighthearted moments in all this chaos, but I just thought he was perfect in this role. Also really enjoyed Yahya in this movie. I really loved him in The Watchmen and also in Candyman. And I just think he's a really great action star and showed even a little bit more of his range in this movie. But again, you're not going to go into watching Ambulance with the premise like this, with the special effects that Michael Bay has in this movie and leave feeling like you just watched a Oscar nominated or, you know, best actor worthy performance. But it's just a fun turn your brain off and watch things explode and crazy things happen type of movie. And I felt like I really needed that right now. And even my wife, Kelsey, went with me and she's not super into these type of movies, but she found it very entertaining. Maybe not her favorite movie that she's seen this year. But at one point she was like, I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to leave because it's so good. I think her biggest complaint was that it did feel a little bit long at two hours and 15 minutes. And yeah, I think if this movie was under two hours, it really could have made that third act a little bit stronger and not feel any lull whatsoever. It would have just been nonstop action. So Ambulance had everything I was looking for in a Michael Bay action movie. It had the cheesy lines, not as cheesy as the Fast and the Furious movies, but cheesy in the sense that it had a little bit of a cliche cast of character types like the seasoned cop who's trying to catch them, the more sophisticated FBI guy who's working alongside trying to talk Jake Gyllenhaal down from hurting anybody else in this chase. And there was one line in particular that I feel like I would use if I was making a parody of an action movie like this. One of the characters is like, tell my wife I love her. And the other person is like, you'll tell her yourself. It just felt very cliche, but I loved it. So overall, I think if all the things I've been talking about sound like what you would be interested in in an action movie, you'll have a fun time watching this one. I give it 3.5 out of 5 money bags. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Now it's time for the part of the podcast where I break down a movie trailer of a movie coming to you very soon in theaters or streaming on demand in a segment we call... It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. And this week, we are talking about a movie called Father Stew that is coming out starring Mark Wahlberg. I really love movies where the actor considers it a passion project. And Mark Wahlberg has been wanting to make this movie for a very long time. It's based on a true story, a story he just really believed in. So I think when an actor is that invested in a project... I already feel like it heightens my expectations going into it. It's not just a movie he took on to get a paycheck. If they truly believed in it, truly just loved the story, I feel like it's going to be a heightened movie-going experience. So we'll talk all about this movie, but here's just a little bit of the trailer. I'm going to be a priest. For Halloween. We've all been wrong, and we've all done some wrong. But he came to forgive us. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There's no easy way to deliver this news. You have a progressive muscle disorder. The muscles weaken until they cease to function. Is there anything it doesn't mess with? Yeah, erectile function. I'm trying to be a priest, pal. The wise men will bow down before... So Mark Wahlberg plays this character who has had a bit of an identity crisis, trying out all these different jobs and career paths and in the movie it starts with him wanting to go and be an actor in hollywood and then he meets this girl who is a mexican-american find that relatable and then ultimately decides that he wants to be a priest and this comes to him after a near-death experience in the trailer you see he's on a motorcycle gets hit by a car and then somehow survives it so as he is trying to be a priest He is also hit with this diagnosis that's called inclusion body mitosis, which is extremely rare. It's basically a disease that has the same kind of symptom as as ALS. It's incurable, and you see his body start to break down. So just in the trailer alone, you see Mark Wahlberg go as the Mark Wahlberg we all know, ripped up, very in shape, to what he actually did to prepare for this role during this role was gain 30 pounds. And you see that in the trailer and what he actually did in real life is he had six weeks to put on about 30 pounds, started consuming 7,000 calories a day, and then 11,000 calories the final four weeks of this weight gain. He was straight up just drinking olive oil. So that's a commitment to the role. And for somebody like Mark Wahlberg, who in the past has been very open with how crazy his schedule is he wakes up at like 2 a.m and works out has all these meals like throughout the day does so much before like 7 a.m than most humans do and is very strict in all that process of you know going to sleep very early 
and at his age still has a physique that's, you know, still a Hollywood movie star physique. So I think that has to be hard on you, too, if you're going to really commit to a movie to the point to where you are taking away all that, all those things you work for. I mean, knowing he can probably get it back within a couple few months because of how intense he is. I just think that's an extra level of commitment. And it's not unheard of for an actor to put on weight for a role. We've seen, you know, drastic weight gains or weight sheds be sometimes the reason that people go on to win Oscars. And you don't really put Mark Wahlberg in that category because, I don't know, I feel like people don't take him seriously enough. And I really like his work. I like his action movies. I like his dramas. I really like him in comedy. I think he is one of the most underrated A-list actors. So what this movie is, it's this bad boy type with a good heart, has a big health scare, and is just trying to do something that gives him purpose in life. So if you're looking to get your Mark Wahlberg fix, you want to watch something based on a true story, or just looking for maybe something uplifting, this movie comes out early this week. It comes out on Wednesday, April 13th, just in time for the Easter weekend. So there you go. And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds Trailer Park. And that'll do it here for another week of the podcast. And what I like to do at the end of every single episode, give my listeners shout out. You can do that just by hitting me up on any form of social media. Send me an email, moviemikeD at gmail.com. If you need quick links to any of the things, they're all down in the episode description. And I think this is the first for the listener shout out is I have a physical letter here and something I never really expected because I feel like it already takes so much just to send a DM or tweet, even just to send an email like that's going above a step you know, to a podcast you listen to. So to have a physical letter in my hands to read during the listener shout out is something I never thought would happen. And the letter is addressed to Movie Mike. It is from Barbara Sears in Williamsburg, Kentucky. And she writes, Mike D, thanks for being the glue that keeps the whole show together. Lunchbox thinks he is the MVP of the show, but we all know that it is you. I enclosed a gift and I cannot use it, so I am paying it forward to you and your sweet wife. Have a good day. Hashtag Pimp and Joy. I actually got to meet you at Bobby's show in Somerset, Kentucky a couple of years ago. Signed, Barbara Sears, Williamsburg, Kentucky. So I really appreciate the letter. Appreciate you listening to the Bobby Bone Show and to listening to this podcast. And also just really appreciate the gift, Barbara. So thanks to everybody for listening this week. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, go out and watch good movies. I will talk to you later. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.